welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, as always, Matt O'Hara. What's up, man? Hey. We're getting closer and closer to the NFL draft. Yeah, it's creeping up on us, man. As this comes out, we are three weeks away. Awesome. Um, so giddy. You getting giddy? I don't get giddy. Yeah, you get giddy. <laughs> get giggly. <laughs> Not Look this. at you over there, you little giggly nah, guy. I know. You're a little giggly guy. You're my little Gigi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do they call you Gigi? I'm a giggly guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okie dokie. Okie dokie, creepster. <laughs> it just got weird again, man. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, let's go for three next week for the turkey. Gobble, gobble, gobble. So we get closer to the NFL draft. Um, we have a big show today. Today, whoa, we finally are going to give away three the first three spots in our Superflex League. So everybody that donated $25, you're in there. We're going to do a random drawing. We're mm-hmm. going to take three people, and we're going to announce those three today. Then we're going to announce three next week, and then the week after that, we're going to announce four with the last person getting a free entry. So you, d- if you don't win today and you haven't entered, you can donate and get an entry, 25 bucks. Yep. I always want to emphasize, too, like that $25 gets you a two-year, one-month membership in the Nerd Herd for like all the giveaways we're going to give as well. As well, right. Which just so happens, this is the beginning of the month, so that means we have a Nerd Herd giveaway, too. What? Yes, we're just giving mad crap away today. What? So not only are we giving three spots away to the Emma, uh, Superflex League, we're giving 12 MFL 10s away today. Dude. 12. 15 things altogether? 12. We're not giving away. Like, we're not even drawing this out. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, two MFL 10s this week, two MFL. No. We're just giving the 12 away. Jeez. And guess what we're going to do again next month? Give 12 more away. That's amazing. Of course, those MFL 10s are courtesy of MyFantasyLeague.com. Make sure you check out MyFantasyLeague.com for all your dynasty hosting needs. Listen, this is about as simple as I could say it, people. If you do not host your league on MyFantasyLeague.com, you are doing your dynasty league a disservice. Once you go to my, MyFantasyLeague.com, you don't go back. Uh, yeah, something like yeah, that. Just like, just like that. Yep. Pretty much. It just, it's the most customizable league it is. No, possible. Yeah, it, 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 any kind of odd thing that you think is is unique to your league, they'll have a setting for it. So yeah. it's, it's it's very I mean good. if you want unicorn if a unicorn to score a touchdown is like double bonus points, they have that probably set in there <laughs> somewhere. It, find it, it's in there yes, in their settings. Like, if you or, find a, if there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow in the end zone, you, there's an extra bonus for you there too. So yeah. it is it's that customizable. It has your taxi squads on there for rookies. It has uh, rookie-only drafts on there. Everything you need to run a Dynasty League the most efficient way possible, it's MyFantasyLeague.com. I want to thank them for even giving us these MFL 10s to give away. They're pretty much our uh, Dynasty BFFs. They sure are. So, yeah. And then they even asked us to pimp them on the podcast. They just, they just gave them to us to give away on the podcast. And I was like, I'm going to pimp the site for you. He's like, thanks. I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> so, Appreciate uh, it. And, of course, if you don't know what MFL 10 is, all it is is you are in the league with 11 other people. It's a 12-man league. You hold a draft. It's best ball. And all you do is just draft your team once, and that's it. There's no waiver wire pickups. There's no nothing. You draft your team now, and you don't touch it. At you the end of the year. You don't set a lineup. Nope. It automatically plays your best lineup every week, like post, you know, after the, the scores are posted. It, the, the computer basically calculates who would have been your best starting Correct. unit. 
and that's that. Yeah, and then if you win that at the end of the year, if you have the most points in your league, you win a hundred bucks. If you come in second place, you get a free MFL ten the following year. So it's pretty sweet. So if you win a hundred bucks, send a couple bucks my way because <laughs> you're welcome. So big show today, lot to give away. Uh, again, all perks of becoming a Nerd Herd member. Remember, all it takes is one dollar donated to the site a month, and you're a Nerd Herd member. Oh yeah, yeah. Virtual BFFs. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. But let's get down to what we're talking about today. Today's what? show. What? what? Today's show. Uh-oh. Who's on the Today Show? I have no idea. Regis? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know either. I don't watch those kind of things. Me neither. So, but today, what we're talking about on this Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast is Rookie Wide Receivers. Yeah. Part do. Part do. Yeah. I'm Charlie Sheen. You're the rubber chicken. Oh, man. You know it. That's no good, man. No. Well, actually, I'd rather be the rubber chicken than Charlie Sheen at, at this point. You would. Uh, so today we're going to would, would equate to the fourth tier of receivers? I think so, yeah. We broke down the first three, I think, last yes. week. But I would put the first guy we're going to talk about, which we're not talking about him, or the second is Curtis Samuel in the other tier. Okay. I would. And after like researching these receivers, now some I've already done a while ago, but even some of these new guys, it made me realize one thing. After a certain point here, I'm just drafting running backs and tight ends. I can see your point. Unless you're like super, I mean, no. Yeah, even if you're super wide receiver needy, just try to trade for one. Um, at a, after a certain point, it gets to it gets pretty like there are a bunch of guys. Yeah, the odds of any of these guys becoming, and we'll talk about a couple of guys that we do do like in this. Sure. Thing, the oh, highest yeah. upside. Yeah. But for the most part, these guys are going to be just jags, just guys on the bottom of your roster maybe I obviously maybe one of them will pan out to be a decent wide receiver three, maybe a wide receiver two, maybe, but the odds are really against it. Uh, and remember that when you go into your rookie drafts, I mean, people get rookie dreaver, fever thinking all these guys are going to pan out. They're all going to be sweet. And they overvalue these rookie draft picks. Right. But you got to remember, it's mostly the top half of the draft or the first round picks that really turn into something, even though a lot of those bust out and the second round picks. But after that, I mean, it's guys that you just see come and go. They're all hot names that you know right now because it's draft season. We're all dynasty fantasy football players, and we have problems, and we're addicted to things like this. But for the most part, they're going to they're gonna get in that sandwich, and we all know what sandwich that is, right? Is it the doo-doo sandwich? It's the poop sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, nothing but yuckiness. Ugh. So remember that. It's always good. Sometimes, I mean, almost like the NFL draft where some of these guys will flip away. We do it in the dynasty nerds league all the time. Whether there be a guy in the fourth round that you really like. Like, this guy, I know he's a long shot. He could be like that sandwich that Rich and Matt were talking about, but I kind of like him. Hey, I'll give you my third next year for your fourth. All right, Bob. Billy Joe. Will do. Sign me up. Yep. It's a good way to put yourself in a position next year uh, to be in a good spot by doing sure, some of that. Sure. Definitely a draft this deep. Somebody's going to fall that somebody likes, and you go, there's nobody that you love or you don't think is going to be really that great. You just say, hey. Uh, I'll trade away this fourth if anybody's interested for a third next year. And a lot of people are draft draft fever, and they're like, yeah, I'll give it to you because this guy's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons of players. I fall into that all the time. I mean, I fall into the same thing. I'm like, fourth round, like, oh, man, Ryan Switzer. I love that dude. He's going to be the next Wes Welker, you know? Sign me up. Give it to me. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden, it's nothing. Yeah, he's not Wes Welker, and it pans out. But you never know. Oops. And those are gambles you get to take because there is a guy in the fourth round who's going to turn out to be good. There's certainly going to be at least one guy in the third round that turns out to be sure. really good. I, I, I guess we can. I can sum it up this way. I'd be surprised if I used a third, fourth, fifth, or if you have a sixth round 
a sixth round pick on one of these wide receivers. I'm just not sure that it's that deep where those those kind of guys are going to be popping off the the popping off the page at with not me. and not you know? in this draft class. Right, that's what I mean. N- normally, I would. You know, I wouldn't feel bad about that at yeah, all. Yeah, like in the fourth round, man. Uh, these are guys like they're probably good value in the fifth round. Right. But like in the fourth round of this year's draft class, no matter what, I would. Say, I mean, I can say this pretty confidently. In this year's draft class, in the fourth round, you should be taking running backs. I mean, guys like Jeremy McNichols. Um, somehow like Elijah McGuire falls down there, and sure. just other guys that you'll see like that we even talked about, like Hood out of UNC, like guys that are just like running backs that we're going to see get drafted by teams or some free agents pickups. They're just worth the gamble. It's always good to have some fresh legs at the back end of your roster. And those are guys, what's nice about like, the running backs, too, in your rookie draft is, like, receivers, you wait on them because you know they're going to pan out. Tight ends, you got to wait on them to see if they're going to pan out, pan out. After two years, you have a pretty good, strong feeling of that running back's even worth holding on to. So sure, sure. you either dump them off your taxi squad or you hold on to them. It's always those receivers or tight ends that you hold on to. Like, well, I think well, this. Well, they, they, they might still be working their yeah. way into the system a little bit, right? He had 30, he had 30 catches last year for 500 yards. Next year could be the step up year, yep. you know, contract year. And you right. bring him on there, he's just a bottom feeder. And then there's a good free agent you want to pick up. And you're like, oh, I, I drafted this guy. I just promoted him. Mm-hmm. I got a lot in depth. And we know how we fall in love with our rookies because when you draft oh, him, he's yours. It's personal, right? Yeah, there. it's oh, personal, yeah. man. You just. You're you're buying his jersey. It's, just, it's amazing <laughs> that, dynasty that could be. That's you, game. by the way. You're what? buying what? LT. Is LT. The only, Ladanian Thomas right. is the only jersey I ever bought because uh, I love him so much. Yep. My one. He's my. He was my first overall pick. That might have been the, the first dynasty. time I ever heard you say championship. Championship. LT. Love him. But I mean, we all do it in dynasty. You draft these guys. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's one of the perks of we talk about time all the time about playing dynasty, like how you get so committed to this team. Cause it's so hands-on and not year one. Like if you started dynasty, if you're just into this fresh, this is your first dynasty league. We're talking, we're talking like year three, year four, when you really got your hands into it. And this is a team that you built and you constructed and you draft this guy in the second round or third round. Cause you believe in them. And then they pan out. It's like, you have this like bravado about it it's like you just feel so good about it. you're like i believe in this guy all the time i told you this guy was gonna be good yeah hey, what about the guy you took in the first round uh that bishop Branky guy we're not talking about the first round <laughs> don't worry about that scrub yes just wave to him as he drives by the street <laughs> with his gray hair now but uh, you know i mean you can commit these guys because you follow them you fall you, you scouted them as a college player you had them on your team. You watched them develop and turn into the pro that they are. Because sure, maybe you traded up, uh, you know, traded up to get them or something like that. Also, I mean, there's a lot that goes into these picks. And you get in these; they, they become some of your favorite players because they're not on your home team, but it gives you something to root for because it's something you believe in. A guy like, for example, for me, Drew Brees. I drafted him 15 years ago uh, when he was coming out of Purdue. I loved him. He was on the Chargers at the time. I liked him a lot. I thought this guy was gonna be good, mm-hmm. and here I am now, still with him on my roster 15 years later. It's like insane to have somebody on your roster that, that long. That's crazy, man. Uh, so I love Drew Brees, and he's easy to love because he's so good. But it's like that's somebody that I believed in all this time, and then they pan out. Yeah. So dynasty fantasy football—it's the greatest thing to ever do. It is amazing. Speaking of dynasty, I got some news. Uh, what kind of news? Well, you know, I always tell myself I'm in too many fantasy football leagues. Uh, yes, and I I often tell you you're in too many fantasy leagues as well. Yeah, which I am. I totally concur. And then we decided to do the Superflex League, obviously. Which means you're dialing it back somewhere else, right? I'm down. I am going to cut out a couple of redraft leagues. Okay. I, I okay. am officially doing that. I, I had to make that commitment. I was like, you know what? I got to cut out some of these redraft leagues. It's just too much time. Even though I just love to do the draft, it's 
honestly, in redraft, besides like the winning part, I just like the draft. That's it. But this weekend, I was sitting at my house. And I was and, like, you know what? And then I need to be in a high stakes league. <laughs> I'm not in a high stakes league. Oh man! So I tweeted out there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I was like, hey man, I would love to be in a high stakes league. Wish uh, wish I knew some peeps that would want to do that. I got some responses. I, yeah, as I would imagine you would. So I got that going on. Oh, all right. So, yeah, that's gonna be a big thing. Hopefully, I win, right? I hope so, man. Guess who's in the league with me? Who's that? Colleen. Oh, there you go. Like one of the first people to tweet him, like, I'm in. I'm wow. like, you would be in. Big surprise. So, Big she, she wants to be in every league I am yeah, going sure. forward. So no super flex for her, though. Colleen's great. She is great. Yep. Um, so let's talk about a couple little news and notes. Enough yeah, about me. Right, enough about My money about disappearing you. at a rabbit base. Oh, and if anybody's listening, don't tell my wife. <laughs> she does not know and does not need to know. Right. Um, so Tony Romo. Yeah, he just, uh, you know, the saga apparently is over. Are you buying it? I don't know. He tweeted himself in a CBS jacket today. Right. I mean, that's kind of commitment, right? Seems like it. I'm, I own Tony Robo in both, yeah, two leagues. I'm not cutting him yet. I'm not cutting him yet. No, I'd wait. I'd play out the whole year before I cut him. No, I won't uh, even let the whole year, but like I'm gonna wait till, four. Yeah, I'm going to wait till about week four. Yeah, because it's just still kind of hard to see. But I, I just feel like when people are like, oh, no, what are the Texans going to do? I don't know. Why don't the Texans sign Jay Cutler? Yeah, there's. He's still out there. Uh, I mean, he's not great, but he's, right. I mean, he's better than Tom Savage. There's bodies out there. Yeah. Is he? I don't know. Probably. Cutler? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's got a big arm and get the nuke. Sure. So that helps the cause, right? Is it nuke or nuke? Somebody tweeted me. It's nuke. <laughs> I know it's nuke. They yelled at me. We called him nuke for two years. And you like, called nuke. him nuke. I just went with it. No, oh, you bull crap. You would have corrected me. No, I knew it. No, I know it too. It's nuke. I just went with you because I thought you were agreeing with that. I didn't make you to feel stupid. Uh, well, all right. Stupid Gigi. Uh, <laughs> so Tony Romo's gone. So yeah, I'd hold on to him for what? Till week four then? It sounds good. Hey, week four. Week. I mean. Really, I don't know. I mean, somebody offers him like, because this thing, if somebody gets hurt, and they're like, "Hey, Tony, we'll give you fifteen million guaranteed to play this year." He's gonna be like, "Uh, sorry, uh, CBS. Hey, Phil, Phil Sims, uh, hold my seat for me." Exactly. One more right. So, yeah, it's worth a hold. I think he's definitely worth a hold. I wouldn't go and cut him, even. No. You know, I concur with you. Finally, I agree with you on something. Thank God. About time we got something right over there. Uh, and then Martavis Bryant. <laughs> What's up with him? We never talked about him last week about how he filed reinstatement and all the news is like he's going to get reinstated. And I know I saw something like his ADP jumped from like 81 to 60, I think in the DLF ADP, which is um, a good spot. So it might still be a good time to try and buy Martavis Bryant. I would love to see throw some offers if I'm in some leagues, if I can get Martavis Bryant for a second round pick in this year's draft. Oh, I would definitely give. Yeah, I would definitely give a second round pick. I'll give a late first for him personally. Um. I think me. I think he's shown. Yeah, I'd be. That's probably right at the border. I'd be iffy about giving a late first, only because I just mean, because his track record. I mean, his track record's doo doo. Yes, I agree. But it's like, yeah, because you're getting either like Zay Jones or like Martavis Bryant, right? You know, you're getting like a Deontay Foreman or a Martavis Bryant. Some people are getting Juju Smith, which I still don't get. I don't, I don't get that either. I mean, I would. I if, honestly if, don't. if Zay Jones was sitting there and I'm on the clock, I'm I would just pick Zay Jones. He's a clean. I like it, but still, he's, he's a clean prospect. And yeah, you don't have to worry about any of this other crap. But see, there you go. I mean, so we were feeling that way. I feel like I got to try and get him for a second, and it depends what you're going to get. I would definitely do it for a second. And I know we're going to do like in the next couple of weeks. I think uh, before the NFL draft, we're going to do a show on ADP by low. Mm-hmm. And then what else are we talk about doing another show on? 
Um, just like a top, pre- top yeah, ranks, top rank, uh, um, rankings and stuff. Yep. Because I said, I mean, and then after after the NFL draft, we're gonna do an NFL draft recap show, and then we're gonna do a four round rookie mock, Ooh. which will be obviously multiple episodes. We'll we'll get like really in depth about the players mm-hmm. now that they're on their teams and where we. So it's almost like a ranking system afterwards because we're gonna do like a mock draft, mm-hmm. but we'll go back and forth. I said right now, like the two biggest shocking shocks to me in the first rounds that I see of all these mock drafts, like Dynasty rookie mock drafts, is still that Samaje Perine is in the first round, and that and him not as much so, and Juju Smith in the first round. Those Neither one shocks. of those guys feel like they have enough upside to be in the first round of this draft. Yeah, too strong of a draft. I yep. mean, in normal years, yeah, those guys are first rounders, and sure. this year, that you, you for guys like that, again, you might as well go upside. I yep. agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, so besides that, how about we dive into it? 16 minutes later, 17 minutes later, the fourth tier of rookie wide receivers. Now, I know you grimaced and you made a face when I said, I have all these guys in the fourth tier besides Curtis Samuel, which is odd because a couple of months ago when we were doing a mock draft, you had Curtis Samuel in your first round. I yeah. have the money fallen. No, I mean, I just... Is he a wide receiver? Is he a running? I mean, I guess he's probably going to be a wide receiver. I, it's just kind of one of those things where I'm not exactly 100% where he falls. So. Well, isn't that kind of a good thing if he plays both? Okay, so Kurt Samuel, Ohio State, five foot 10, 196 pounds, runs a 4-3-1. This is a guy that is just an offensive weapon. Right. This guy is Percy Harvin, who also so happened to play under Urban Meyer. He sure did. He's just... Like I said, he's an offensive weapon. He's a playmaker. You know, he is the first player in Ohio State history to have a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. I didn't know that. That is true. And even though he's five ten, he's really strong for his size. He remember, is. He's yeah, converted running back. He definitely is. He reads holes well. He tracks the ball well, and he can run routes. He's just an offensive weapon. And in the right system and utilized correctly, this guy could be a PPR machine. Remember, it's not hard. It's it's it seems like it's a long time ago, but there's one point that right before Percy Garvin got hurt, the last time he got majorly hurt, he was in discussions for NFL MVP uh, talk. Right, how, and then how, he how came down he with the migraines, and then he, he was getting dinged up and everything like that. Yeah. So what if Curtis Samuel turns into Percy Harvin's without the migraines? I mean, you're talking like a crazy weapon. What if he gets eight rushes a game and he catches six balls a game? Well, I, that's what I'm. I'm. I'm worried that he's he's going to get burned out and overused and this guy's going to be he's going to be another guy that just gets injured because he's he is a slight framed guy and i don't think he can really withhold the kind of pounding that a running back takes but then again he's going to be probably asked to run a lot of those like little bubble screens and he's going to be doing a lot of revert a lot of a lot of things that expose him to some big hits yeah i don't think he's running go routes right i mean exactly no, and I like that too, but I mean, for a guy that you're going to get in the second round then of your draft, if you can get three solid years out of a guy like that, I mean, that's tremendous. I, Plus, think, I think he's a hell of a playmaker, man, so I don't want to downplay it. I'm just, I'm a little concerned about his fit and I guess his durability. I don't, I not think, that he's shown to be, you know, injury prone or anything, but. He has not. I mean, just, he only has one year of tape essentially too right, for right. Ohio State, but we're talking about a guy, I mean, I think best case fantasy-wise, best case dynasty-wise, this guy gets listed as running back slash wide receiver, and now all of a sudden you have a guy in your roster that is a dual-threat player that you can put in either, so you either put in a running back or receiver, and if right. he plays more receiver, you're getting him at, at the running back role. I mean, that's tremendous. That's That alone would give him an uptick, would it not? If you get a guy that's listed as a dual-threat a dual, uh, 
player at wide receiver running back if like MFL my fantasy league lists them that way? I'm not sure that they really do that much anymore. They don't. Yeah. I don't think. No. But if he is a true player like that, then they, if they do do it, it gives them an upside. You just said doo doo. But at the same time, if he's listed just as receiver, right? But he's getting carries. Still, that's a good thing. No, I mean, look, I mean, he he had his his stat line last year was you know seventy four receptions for 865 yards, seven touchdowns. And then he rushed the ball 97 times for 777 one or 70 771 rushing yards and eight more touchdowns. So I mean if he could produce like that in the NFL, obviously fantasy-wise that those are great numbers for in, yeah. a, in a PPR, you a know. 1500 all-purpose yards of that? I mean that's yeah, you can't really right. argue with that. That's that puts you at running back one, wide receiver one numbers right i mean and and there are i know there are leagues that you know if if a guy's listed as a wide receiver and he gets rushing yards they're worth more money so obviously i mean worth more points so obviously in in those kind of leagues he's going to get a he's going to get a big boost but um yeah i mean in, in just your standard ppr league i mean that's 15 1500 yards is 1500 yards you know it doesn't matter if it's rushing or receiving you know if it's a wide receiver it's all fantasy yeah, points to me man. Exactly. i don't care how you get it so now, would you take away that grimace and say he's clearly, clearly in that third tier? Possibly that getting up into that uh, second tier of players. I mean, landing spot's going to be huge for him. Landing spot is going to be huge, and and until then, no, I don't. I'm I'm definitely not going to put him in the second tier. Okay, but third tier for you? He he's probably he, he's probably in the same place for me, like hanging out at the bottom of the of the third tier could be top of the fourth tier for me like okay it's, it's pretty close i mean to me he has a higher upside than juju smith yeah i think as just athletically <clears throat> he's more gifted than those other guys so yeah i could see why you're trying to, you're trying really hard to sell me on the third tier yeah i mean cooper cup he's got a little bit more upside there i mean obviously he's not better than chris chad uh i was like chris hansen chad hansen <laughs> uh so it's i don't he's a good he's a gamble but to me, I feel obviously I'm much stronger at a, as a as a strong gamble. Right. And somebody, I bet he's somebody. When we talk about jumping dynasty rookie ranks, and we're gonna see ADP rookie ADP jump, I bet he jumps the most once he gets drafted. Because I see him getting drafted. Because a lot of dynasty players, they'll take the NFL draft and they'll let that kind of guide them um, to where some a player should go. So what? Wh- how about this? Just throwing this out there. What if he gets drafted? to a team that says this guy's a running back for us what do you do with him then where do you stick him in your running back rankings what are the other running backs on the rank what are, what are the other running backs on that team's roster right depends what team he goes to i guess but where do you time. put him in in your running back rankings if he gets drafted as a running back only because i know he's gonna slide out and play the slot a little bit i mean he's almost kind of like a christian mccaffrey then to me okay so i mean i'd put him probably right around that area right around there because i know he's i know he's gonna catch footballs as well so he's he's in the top end of your second tier of running backs then. like what if curtis samuel goes to the saints right that's they, phenomenal right they need that. i mean they they haven't had that kind of weapon there since you know, reggie, darren sproles darren sproles reggie bush that type yeah of era. and they, they knew how to utilize that player exactly just like a running back and receiver they right. give them the carries and if the carries weren't working they, they those bubble screens all the time so that for example if he goes to a team like that that already has like and they're like, hey, we're going to use him at running back. I'm like, sure, okay. What if he goes like Indy or something like that, and, and they don't have any type of running back, and they, they, they try to use him as a running back with Frank Gore or something this year? I wouldn't mind that, too, because I still see him. I think a good coach is always going to put a, a player in the best position to succeed. And if that running back is going to be utilized 
as a better, as more of like a PPR running back, which we see a lot of those guys out there, mm-hmm. a lot like a Danny Woodhead, you know, people like that, or Theo Riddick, then I'm still okay with that. So in an indie playing in a dome with Curtis Samuel and Andrew Luck and a couple good wide receivers, he could jump out for a lot of those bubble screens, definitely with a bad offensive line where he's going to have to dump the ball off. Yeah, I'm still really excited about that. All right. Well, so, I'm hey man, I, I'm not down. I like I like Curtis Samuel. I'm no, just, you don't. I'm just not sure about where he's how okay. his fit is going to really affect his value. I guess. Well, maybe you should put on some deodorant and be more sure. I guess so, okay. man. Yeah. So Curtis Samuel, I mean, he's a good hot topic dynasty player. Yeah, some people is. might feel the same way you do, and right. some people might feel the same way I do. Again, I just think he's. I think after the NFL draft comes and goes. And he gets drafted in like the second round of the NFL draft, maybe very high third. People are going to be like, "Oh wow, yeah, look how high this guy drafted." Well, the here's the thing. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, he's a huge, big time playmaker. I'm, I'm just kind. Of, I'm waiting to see where he lands. I we all have the luxury. There would be another sneaky good spot for him to wait. somewhere. Like I would like that you wouldn't like you would never even guess his team if I told you to guess the team like the Panthers. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. A team that has like right. almost zero running back depth of talent. Who the receivers aren't really that good either, and they can use like just an offensive weapon again without an offensive line. I think that's that's another good spot for him. Again, I think team is really going to be important for him where he could fit in and be utilized because obviously targets and carries are going to be his bread and butter. Yeah. And like you said, see what a team says. Like, oh, we're using this guy as this. Even though if I had to bet my life on it, I would bet people are going to draft him. Like, you know, we had to draft him because he's he's a really good offensive weapon. He's somebody we can use all over our football team which we really take pride in. That's why we drafted him so high, because we feel like this is a guy that's going to make plays for our football team no matter where he lines up, in the backfield or out wide or in the slot, which is all the truth. Right, it is. Percy Harvin. So, Curtis Samuel, thumbs up from Rich Dotson. And me too, man. I just, uh, I guess my thumb's not as high as yours. Look how high my thumb is. I know, is. dude. Like, I can't even get up that If high. we had a video camera in the studio, you'd oh, see me. I'm man. like the Statue of Liberty over here Bas- for cool people. Basically holding up the ceiling with that thumb. <laughs> Taiwan Taylor's next. Yes, sir. Let's talk about a little bit Taiwan Taylor. Now, Taiwan Taylor is out of Western Kentucky. He's five foot eleven, ran a four four five at two hundred three pounds. Not too shabby because when you're five eleven, two hundred three, that's a good that's a good size. Yeah, no, that's you know? that's decent size. Yeah, that's that's not bad. He had ninety eight receptions last year for one thousand seven hundred thirty yards and seventeen touchdowns. Those are some good numbers. Now, I will say this: Western Kentucky, they run that you know. They pass the ball a lot. They do pass the ball a lot. Now, this guy's pretty fast. I thought he was going to run faster in a 4-4-5. I had him penned in for, like, I thought he was going to run in the 4-3s, honestly. Um, but this guy could jump really well. Yeah, I know he had the fastest top speed at the Senior Bowl. He had 21.1 miles per hour he was clocked at. So he is fast. Um, yes. He, he Never was, mind the combine. He's football fast. He is definitely football fast. That's true. And he's a guy that... Um, He's a nice guy that, I mean, he can make guys miss in the open field and stuff like that, and he's kind of like a slippery little guy. I mean, he's he's 5'10", so I said little, but, uh, or 5'11", or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he's not too tiny. He's not like He's not tiny. tiny. Right, right. But, it, I mean, at 203 pounds, he's 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 well built, but he's, he's able to shed some tackles, elude some guys in the open field on, like, little bubble screens and stuff like that. And, um... I, I like his game. It's it's nice, man. I'm I'm I like where he's at. Like one spot below Curtis Samuel right here in mm-hmm. our rankings. Me too. He's think, he's one of those guys that I like. Depends what running backs are there, and he was there at the end of the third. Like he he's somebody to consider right. in the third round of my too. rookie draft. Me too. Because I do I like him too. He's a guy that wins with his hands and his speed because he catches the ball very 
very well. He's able to separate too, man. He got he got pretty open in yeah, some of those. He averaged seventeen plus yards right. per catch mm-hmm. over the last not just last year, over the last three years. Yep. So again, some of that comes in from Western Kentucky throwing the ball a ton, but this guy still produced. Mm-hmm. And that's what all that's all you can go off. And then you go off the tape and look at him producing and he looks pretty good. He definitely does. Catches yeah. with his hands. He has nice uh, he has nice route running ability. He had some nice double moves that really got him wide open type of thing in college so and a couple I mean, of the things he does like because he does a lot of things average too i mean he's like a, in a lot of the areas he's average and like one thing i saw that he'd be coached up is like when he runs with a ball like he ran with a ball like away yeah, from his body a yeah. lot mm-hmm. but that's a simple fix you just grab him by the face mask you go listen turd ferg <laughs> tuck that ball in tuck it in like it's a pot of gold right. and they run to the bottom of the rain row he made a big play against alabama and then he was running down the field and, and one of the dbs uh Knock the ball right out of his hand from behind. A douchebag? Uh, defensive back. Oh, sorry. That's um, not my lingo. And uh, he was he was luckily able to jump on it and, and recover it. But still, that's just an example of what you're saying. He is a little loose with the ball. Yeah, but that could be coached up pretty yeah. easily. So, Taiwan Taylor's a really intriguing prospect. Falls in the category, you know, am I like, this guy's going to be good? No. But when he pans out to be good, that doesn't surprise me. In a regular draft, in a regular draft, I feel like this guy's easily a mid second round pick. I agree. Yeah, that's what he feels like to me. So I mean, if you're getting this guy at the end of the third, you're you're doing pretty well for yourself, I think. I, I, you know, as long as you're, as long as you're not passing on one of these the running backs or something like that that we were talking. And about. I think, and it, we'll see too, because I think he falls in the category as well. Like I'll definitely put a little bit more stock into NFL scouts on this one too, because I like what I saw. But if he gets drafted a little bit higher and goes in the right situation, he'll definitely get a rookie. Uh, bump for me as well. Like I can see this guy in the right spot producing mm-hmm. uh, and being a solid fancy receiver. You know, one of those guys that could just simply be, you know, like a, a, a high-end wide receiver three for your fancy roster. Yep. So I like him. I like Tywan Taylor. I, too, give him the Statue of Liberty thumbs up. Okay. I you, like him also. Okay. Yeah. Next guy we're going to talk about, D.D. Westbrook out of Oklahoma. He, too, is 5'11". But instead of weighing 203 pounds like our friend Taiwan Taylor, he only weighs 178 pounds. Yeah, he's a little bit thin. He ran a 4.38 at his pro day. He did. That's pretty fast. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing with D.D. Westbrook. First, a big con. The dude's 23 years old already. He's going to be a 24-year-old rookie. That is a con. That is a huge, huge con. Definitely for someone that's already had some injuries going on mm-hmm. and multiple off the field issues the off the yep the off the field issues were the ones that i really wanted to hone in on yeah and not the good ones either we're mm-hmm. talking about domestic violence right and i'm sorry domestic violence isn't cool um i know we, as we see here and promote promote joe mixon take him you know within the top five it's he's still not cool either but this guy's not cool i mean joe mixon did it once which is way one time too many this dude's been bus- arrested multiple times matter of fact He's been arrested three times, two for domestic violence. Uh, yeah, punches baby mama in the face. That is, man, I, I, I don't it get takes it. some kind of dirt bag. Huge dirt bag. And the problem with him is he's not even that big of a dude. He's a no, slim dude. He's right. got twig arms. He's twiggy. Yep. I mean, um, for me, this is a guy that I'm just, I'm, I personally am staying away from in drafts, and it's because I, juice just ain't worth the squeeze here for me. Got it. I mean, he's an explosive player. He's, he's an explosive a, player. He's a deep threat player. Yeah. Again, he's a slim build. He had that last year. I mean, he got he did most of his hurt like damage like in the early part of the season because then he had that lingering hamstring injury last year as well, which really like 
lingered. And we know those hamstring injuries. Oh, man, they always come back. They always come back. I mean, he's really good after the catch, uh, really good speed. He's got good elusiveness to make plays, stop-and-go kind of player. But I don't know, man. He's one of those players that, too, he, for being a tough guy, he plays like a B. Right. Because this is the first guy that's going to run out of bounds before he takes a hit. He right. does not like contact whatsoever. And he's, I mean, he's a, he's a big play guy, like you said. 19.1 yards is what he averaged, you know, on the season Ooh. per catch. So, I mean, that, I mean, that right there Pretty is Pretty damn good. Yeah. So, I mean. He's a big play guy, but like you said, he's not he's not a guy that's gonna like fight through contact or anything. If he's not like wide ass open and like running on the the Yeah. If he's if he's going over the middle, he's gonna have alligator arms. Exactly. It's just right. Somebody when it comes to somebody who could definitely probably help an NFL roster, I don't know how much you're gonna help your fantasy team. Kind of that kind of that category right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the right situation, I I think he can be our all right, but yeah. He's a guy I'm staying away from. Yeah, I, I'm with you, too. I'm kind of like D.D. Westbrook's one of those guys. Well, I'll rank him appropriately right. for people. Uh, he's gonna be, I'd probably just skip over him for a running back. He fits the bill to a T of like, ah, I'd just rather draft a running back and gamble that way. Yep. Because I don't need a guy like D.D. Westbrook on my football team. D.D., more like doo-doo. <laughs> you. I'm, I'm just knocking him down. Doo-doo. Yeah, keep them coming, baby. Keep lining them up, man. Shots for you, me, you, me. Let's get, let's do it. Let's do what it. If we man. did a show one day and we were just doing shots like every ten minutes, it'd be like, a lot out. funnier than our normal one because we get pretty hilarious when we're drunk. <laughs> Dude, at least we think so. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, that's just to ourselves. Maybe if, like we ever decide like to end the podcast, like maybe from like the second to last episode or third to last episode, we we'll do an episode where we just do like shots of like fireball vodka, <sighs> tequila. Oh. Like like on Cinco de Mayo episode, we just do shots of tequila. Oh man, hashtag drunk cast. One more, see, <laughs> si, senor. Uh, so moving on, next guy I want to talk about here is Ryan Switzer. Ryan Switzer, another tiny guy here. Now I like Ryan. Switzer. So do I. Five foot. The guy is five foot eight, one hundred eighty one pounds. He ran a four five one at the combine. His his three cone was excellent, three point seven seven. Does not surprise me. Not at all. He's, so he's really good change of directions. Um, 32 on the vert, uh, a four flat in the 20-yard, another great um, a great time on the 20-yard. 11, uh, 11 bench presses and then and nine, nine and three quarters almost uh, on the broad jump. Yeah. I mean, if Corey Davis is Scooby-Doo, Ryan Switzer is Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo in the this house. This dude is a tough, scrappy player yep. who runs really, really good routes. I mean, he's one of those guys, like, when you see it, like, that Julian Edelman, like, head fake. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, he gets tons of Wes Welker comps, which is totally comparable because you, you can see that being his ceiling yep. for Ryan Switzer. But, again, he runs really, really good routes, not afraid to go over the middle at, at all. all. This guy is a football player. I think he's got his degree in, like, sports science. I mean, he just loves football, plays smart. Really, really good hands, excellent routes. His lateral quickness, like you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. is through the roof. He's tri- that's I mean that's his bread and butter because he's not like overly fast. Right, can be easily caught oh, from behind. I mean, although four five one is not slow. I mean, no, but I mean, you saw him in college get caught from behind right, plentiful. Right, right. So again, I mean, I I usually take tape over sure, forty times because sure. that that defines you more game speed as it is. But still, good enough speed. Um, good vision. His cunnability is fantastic. He just knows how to get open. You know, those head bobs, those shoulder shakes, playing his foot, getting sideways, 
Real smart guy. Um, but he's small, so he's easy to take down. He's not a vertical threat whatsoever. He's no. going to be a PPR guy that really helps you out. Like I said, Wes Welker, like a Julian Elliman kind of guy right there. He, yeah, that's what I mean. He's a guy that he'll become a quarterback's best friend, you know, like especially if he, if he comes in with a young quarterback. This guy's just going to be like a little safety blanket. He's going to always be able to get open on, you know, third down and three. He's going to get four yards, you know, get right past the sticks, put a move on and, and be open for you i mean he's so, converted running back so he used to play running back right this guy's i mean he returns punts so if you play in a punt return league sure. this guy was like one of the best uh punt returners in all of college football last year i mean he's a phenomenal right. punt returner so if you play in punt return yards as well this is guy he should definitely get a boost get a boost right into your rankings so a real sneaky player here that i like I like him in the third round is really good value of your rookie draft this I, year. i agree i agree uh i but mean the, i wouldn't feel bad after, of course, after I've said that, I probably won't draft a guy in the third round. I, I've seen two guys here. I've, I've said I'll, I would draft two of these guys. Tied, no, we said fourth round. To. We said the fourth round should definitely be a running back. Yeah, okay. So the third round, somebody's going to sneak in there. But just remember, when we go back through this whole thing, we do our mock draft, he might get bumped for some of these running backs because they're probably, I mean, again, this running back class is really, really deep. Sure. Where the middle of the receivers is kind of like, uh, where the middle of the running backs is like, these guys could all be pretty good. You know, Marlon Mack could be pretty damn awesome on the right team. Right. To me, to me, this is kind of where after Ryan Switzer, to me, like, eh, so eh, on the wide receivers. I'm there's just like, one more guy all right. for me all right. that I just, like, the combine wasn't there for him. Right. But the tape for me just says, like, this guy could be good. All right. So. Do you want to move on to him? No, let's go. Let's save him for the next. Yeah, we go out of him next here. But, again, this Ryan Switzer, to me, okay. um. Just think of all the little shifty white receivers to give him comps to. Cole Beasley, Julian Edelman, Wes <laughs> Welker. Uh, yeah, do that kind of thing. Just give them all the white people comps. All right, right? cool. That's all so, I can think of. But, I mean, Wes Welker's is ceiling. Oh, yeah. That kind of player. Yeah. And, and I, I honestly think Cole Beasley's is floor. And Cole Beasley has moments where he could be a wide receiver three. I agree. Cole Cole has worked his way so into the lineup. Maybe his floor is a little hard. But remember, it took Cole Beasley like three years to get it there. Took, it took Cole a while, yeah. It took a while, and he signed an extension. So still, same thing yep. could be Switzer as well. But definitely a good gamble for your dynasty team. Yes. Ryan Switzer. So the guy I was just talking about before that is my boy. Um, somebody, when I watched his tape months ago, I had him way higher than I have now. I took him, like, I had him like, high in the second round. That's how big I, I was on him. Just at the time I was watching this tape, and I watched this tape early. All right, who are we talking about here? Isaiah Ford, That's Virginia Tech, six foot one, only one hundred ninety four pounds. Killer combines run of four six one. <laughs> Killer blazing it. But you know, and that, and that kind of threw me off a little bit because I knew he wasn't fast. But like watching this tape, I didn't think he was like that slow. So I still don't really think he's that slow. But this is a guy that just gets. Re- I mean, he showed they got good separation out of his breaks mm-hmm. on film. He's got really long arms. And he had a lot of those highlight catches where he'll dive out and he'll get the ball. He seemed like he was a playmaker. Uh, I know a lot of his production came from being forced the ball and he had issues with drops and he has the smaller hands, which are a concern. But he's got solid field vision. He tracks the ball well. His build's not to the point where it looks like he can get much bigger either. He's like, is that little, like wiry frame where it's like, okay, this dude's not going to yeah, be much bigger. He's not going to be bulking up very much more. But I mean, six foot one, 194 pounds isn't 178 pounds you know so it's it's not horrible yeah i just i mean his his big thing was at 461 because i thought he's gonna run into four fours right tape 
Yeah, when you watch the tape, he does look faster than that. On, on the three cone, though, he did get under seven. He got a 6.94. So, I mean, that shows a little bit of, of the separation that you were talking about there. Like, he can still get it in other ways. That's other what's all, straight what, line speed. I, See, I didn't see like the straight straight line speed wasn't great. I thought he got all his really good separation was out of his breaks, which would explain that three cone drill. Which right. under seven for a guy that's six one is still pretty damn good. No, that's, yeah, anything under seven is, is is decent. Yeah. So, so again, he just falls in that category for me. Isaiah Ford, um, he might. I think he's one of the guys that's gonna get a little bump. I bet he gets drafted a little bit higher than people think he will, because the tape just shows like a pretty solid receiver, someone that could be a really good number two receiver on an NFL team. That's what I think he is. I think he's a number two. So, uh, for fantasy purposes, is that gonna, what is that going to equate to? It all depends on who his quarterback and is. And it depends on the team, right? Yeah. So, so if, if he's on the right team, I mean, crap. Some guys, if you're on Aaron Rodgers, if you're the third receiver on a team, I mean, we'd all start Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, and Devontae Adams. Exactly. That's. I mean, so it it really do, it's very dependent on where he ends up. Is is so it's interesting. It's uh, how his value is going to lay. His draft stock definitely plays a lot into it. Does he fall into like that Leonte Carew kind of category, or does he fall into the situation of that he goes to like the Baltimore Ravens? You know, a team that could really utilize some of him. He could step in, be a wide receiver too, kind of like a Tyrod Taylor, or not Tyrod Taylor. Uh, uh, oh my God, I forgot his name. Ty Boyd. Huh? Oh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Uh, last year for the Bengals, somebody I liked a lot. Dropped down the boards a little bit, then went to Cincinnati. And he and Brendan LaFell are fighting for the number two spot. But some of the show last year, I was like, okay, Boyd can be like a solid number two in that offense and might be somewhat productive. A guy that you have on your roster or bye weeks or injury and you can kind of sub in there. Nobody that you're in love with, but somebody that you have on your dynasty roster and you feel good about and not somebody you're going to cut. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of room on my roster for guys like that, to be honest. Like guys that are just guys that you're. Not, well, you just draft so damn well. I mean, not that I'm not gonna cut. Well, like, why I mean, else would you host a podcast if you weren't doing it so good? I, no, I'm just. I, I mean, seriously though, that, what's the point of having guys like that? I, I think you know. I think he has upside. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Like he's somebody like that I'm willing to sit on for a couple of years to see if he does develop, and I'm not afraid to just like throw him to the side of the curb just to make room for somebody else. I like Isaiah Ford. That's the best way to say it. I like Isaiah Ford. Okay. Print the t-shirts. Print it. And you don't like them, right? Eh. So he doesn't. So when you when you had Switzer on that, then I'd, I'd put Isaiah Ford in there. So for me, All right. after Curtis Samuel's in that other tier, then I'm going Taiwan Taylor, Ryan Switzer, Isaiah Ford. All right. That's where I'm going there. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is Malachi Dupree. Now, he's something that's inter- he interests me as well. He's a guy that's um, hard to really nail down um, as far as production just because his the quarterback play there was god-awful, man. Yeah, and that's Really, why, really hard. And to, you know what? I, I'm not going to stop that thing at Isaiah Ford because, again, his upside, he, I agree with you, he's such a mystery. The upside is there. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's 6'2", 196 pounds at LSU, ran a 4.52". Now, he only had 593 yards last year, right? Mm. But just to let you know, it is LSU. That 593 yards was 26% of the team's yards. Yeah, it led the team by, like, the next closest guy had 26 receptions for 466. He had 41 receptions for for 593. He was a highly touted high school recruit. Right. He has really good size. He tracks the ball well. 
Again, not a lot of production because that's the way they run it, but he has really good hands. Showed some inconsistency at times, but he lined up all over the place. Jumps very well, and of course, at 196 pounds at 6'2", he is a slim receiver. 39.5-inch verticals, so yeah, jumps really well, and over 11 foot in the broad jump is kind of a, is putting it mildly. He's a freak when it comes to jumping. Yeah, he's one of those guys, when we talked, we just said a couple minutes ago about being patient, Mm -hmm. I feel like if you can draft Malachi Dupree, and you can be patient with this guy, there might be some reward at the end of the rainbow. One of the, he falls perfectly in the category of a guy that, like, I'm going to pay real attention, even if I don't draft him, right? He's got a star next to his name where I'm still paying attention to him pretty closely. Cause I, I, yeah, I admit I will keep a close eye on where that guy goes. Yeah. Even after his first year, I want to see how he's utilized. Cause if I don't draft him, he might he's going to go so late in this draft, like say he's going to go later in the fourth round of this draft, fifth round of this draft, where... If I like what I see where he lands and I just see a little bit in the NFL game where I like, I can go after him next year in 18 class, which is also going to be a strong class, and maybe give him for a fourth-round pick or a third-round pick if I feel it's worthwhile. So, again, not a lot of tape on this guy, not a lot to go by, but enough to go, hmm. Hmm. He makes me go, hmm. 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 Delicious. (laughs) So so you you agree then? You kind of like... Yeah. Intrigued by him? Yeah. It just, I mean, it's like, like you said, it, it's hard to, the, it's just the quarterback play, the offense they were running was so bad. You can't blame him. You can't blame him. So it's kind of one of those things where you do the best with the tape that you have. And, you know, obviously coming into college, he was, like you said, a high recruit and all that kind of stuff. And we, all, we have, we all know that we like the pedigree. So there you go. Okay. Keep an eye on him. I'll, I'll say that much. I will say that much as well. Uh, you have Katie Cannon from Baylor. Uh, yeah. You ran a four four one. Four, yeah, five foot eleven, one hundred eighty two pounds. Uh, four four one in the forty. Uh, no three cone, thirty seven in the vert, no twenty yard. Both of those things <laughs> kind of make me think that he can't do that very well. No. Um, kind of like he's like a go long and run straight guy. Sounds like a guy from Baylor. Kind of sounds exactly like a guy from Baylor. I'm not so really interested. I'm not interested at all in this guy. Yeah. Uh, you have. What uh, What are your issues with him before? Uh, pretty much you just said. Just yeah. like, he just seems like he's a one-dimensional player. One-dimensional. Um, seems like it's somebody that would t- probably take a long time to acclimate into an NFL team. Yeah. But by the time he does, you're moving on. Some of that really never turns into anything really significant as it is. Almost like you're just wasting a draft pick taking them. I agree. It's just my own personal. Yeah, it's just I'm just not interested. And I, I watched a little bit of tape, and I literally got so bored. I was like, I'm done. Yep. I, mean, I had so much I had to say about Katie Cannon. Just I got bored with his tape. I'm like, this guy's. I watched it for a little bit. I'm like, this guy's not gonna be that great. I agree, man. Like he'll get drafted. He'll be on an NFL roster. But he'll just be. He'll just be a guy. Just another guy. He'll be you a know. guy that comes and goes, and you never really remember who he was. Um. Couple more guys we'll talk about before we get these picks. Again, a lot of these guys. If we didn't mention a guy that you want to talk about, we'll, it's going to get much deeper when we get into four round, five round mock draft, and then yep. we'll break down as we do the draft. We'll, we'll break down the players too and why we select them, and what what we like about them, what we don't like about them. So we'll get much more in depth, and it pretty much be in order as well. So we won't just do wide receivers, running backs. But again, I can't overemphasize enough. Look, running backs at this point, right? But there's a couple other guys. I mean, you have. Ardarius Stewart from Alabama. 
Uh, he's 204 pounds, ran a 4.49. He's 5'11", thick body receiver, who was a number two to Calvin Ridley in a run-first offense that kind of showed some upside. Our Darius Stewart, I'm somewhat interested in where he's going to go. Uh, Armara Dardo, Darbo for Michigan. You can he say was, that three times fast, huh? Yeah, I, I probably can't. But, <laughs> you know, I try my best. He's six foot one, two hundred fourteen pounds. Uh, ran a four four five. Really good size. I mean, yeah, really good size. That's like yeah. Guy has a crazy story too. This guy is from Sierra Leone. Both of his parents were killed in that Sierra Leone war. Oh. And he came, so he came to the U.S. in two thousand one, and got like adopted, whatever, and he just played football. High recruit, went to Michigan. But to me, it's a real cool story. You know what I mean? Like, good for this dude. Escaped Sierra Leone. Both his parents murdered there. Well, because they were in the war. Everybody's at war over there. Right. Comes here, makes something of himself. Really good NFL size at 6'1", 214 pounds. Run at 4.45 is pretty good. He actually ran at 4.45. was a little probably faster than I thought he was going to run. That's definitely, it definitely was faster than I thought he was going to be. Because to me... He's a possession receiver. Yeah, I think I so. I mean, he, his speed is just not there. He has a really solid bill. He showed that he could run some good routes. He catches the ball with his hands, even though he had some drops here and there. I felt like some of those were concentration drops, though, is okay. what they look like to me. Right. Um, but his hands are really big, so he has really good hands. They're like nine and seven eighths, so he has really good hands. Even though I'd say he has some concentration drops, but for the most part, when I looked at him play, I was like, this guy's got some good hands. Right. Uh, but to me, I, I would say not concentration drops because he does it showed that he showed that he does have good concentration at times as well so i just co- totally counter okay well he's got myself. some issues with his hands is what you'll say but not nothing that you Are don't about. don't yeah. think that can get corrected but what i see is when i see him when i say possession receiver is he's like a one speed runner there's no like shiftiness to his run no stop and go action and he doesn't really seem like an elusive kind of player it's just kind of like here i am I'm a big, strong athlete that knows how to catch a football. To me, he seems like another Michigan guy like Jason Avant. Like, just, he'll be all right. I mean, he can stay afloat in the league for a little. I mean, that's, I mean, from the limited amount of stuff that I've done on him, because I, admittedly, I didn't watch that much tape on him. I didn't Uh even have really a lot of notes on him. Um, He's just, uh, he's just a guy to me, personally. Yeah. What's but I mean, he did. He he led. He led Michigan in receptions, fifty-seven receptions for eight hundred and sixty-two yards. So I mean, it's again, it's one of those things where their offense wasn't like a really prolific passing offense. Um, it wasn't really a prolific offense. Period. Didn't seem like last year. So, um, or they kind of spread it around to everybody. There was nobody that had amazing numbers. Yeah, um, I agree. Nothing so crazy. I, that, to me, I don't know. He's a guy that. I'm not like overly pumped about if he's staring me at the face, you know, in the last round of the draft, I may, you know, no, get in there. No, nah, I'm not even going to do that. I'm going to take another guy that I think has higher All upside. Right. So those are the guys we're covering second tier. And I'll just give a list of names. So you can kind of remember their names. Sure. So I like to say names. Sometimes we don't have any scouting reports on them, but guys that would be like on my next tier of list of players to kind of pay attention to guys like Shelton Gibson from West Virginia. Uh, Josh Malone from Tennessee. You have a guy like Matt Collins from North Carolina. The Matt Collins, the bigger receiver right. from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You have guys like, uh, what's his name? Travin Durrell from U- USC. Fred Ross from Fred Mississippi Ross. State. That's a good one. Nope. Jalen Robinette from Air Force. Right. That's a is, big guy right there, man. He's intriguing. Mm-hmm. Jalen Robinette. Like you said, big guy, Air Force. 6'3", 220. Yeah. 
Noah Brown from Ohio State. I was going to say Noah Brown as well. He he sh- he kind of Noah Brown's a guy that you know like he flashed um, a lot there, like in every once in a while. But their passing game was very inconsistent. For the Noah past Brown few years. had that one amazing catch last year. He's, yes, he absolutely behind did. somebody. Yep. You got guys from smaller schools like Northern Illinois, Illinois Kenny Galladay. Okay, he's somebody to kind of pay attention to. Uh, the other Baylor receiver, Ishmael Zamora. Um, if you say so. Yeah, but I mean, there's guys like I said you could be intrigued here. Yeah, Amba definitely. definitely. I can't even pronounce his name as Syracuse. Okay, there's him. Uh, but I think I think definitely one of the guys if we had like more time to get into, Jalen Robinette. Yeah, I think I think definitely he's a guy that we should mention at least. For sure. So I mean, and obviously one of the like coolest names is Speedy Noyle. Well, whatever is that yeah. Texas A&M? Look at him, Bug Howard. Better be better be fast with a name like Speedy, man. So, and we'll get into those guys. I mean, we'll, we'll probably have something to say about them later. But I mean, so we covered about we covered twenty wide receivers. Yep. In these two two podcasts we did here, and we will get much deeper after the draft. So that's, I mean, we'll have our stuff fully formulated by then. All of our rankings and yeah. So we did about twenty, a little over twenty running backs. I think we did. So we did about twenty receivers. We did about ten tight ends. I think right around there. So we're at about 40, 50, and then some right around 10 quarterbacks. So we're about 60 players we gave you a review on, which yeah. is a good solid five rounds of your rookie draft. That's a good introduction right there. Yeah. yeah. Those are our top guys. And I think some of these running backs will get a boost after the NFL draft. And a couple of these receivers we'll be able to talk about a little bit more in depth too, like a Jalen Robinette from out of Air Force. Uh, this group, I would definitely say Curtis Samuel is my favorite. Uh, we like Taiwan Taylor. We like Ryan Switzer. Yep. And we're very intrigued by. Malachi Dupree, and I'm a little bit more intrigued by Isaiah Ford than you are. That's all true, man. And the rest are just, well. For one reason or another, we're probably going to stay away from a lot of the other guys. Most likely, yeah. Um, Including probably stay away from Juju Smith. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not going to be. In the other group. I'm not going to have any shares of Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, take him. Go somewhere. Take him, take him. So, but the first class is pretty strong, though. Like the guys we talked about last week are all guys that we like that we feel pretty oh, good about. From Josh Reynolds yeah. to Chad Hansen to Chris Godwin, Carlos Henderson, all solid players. So it's not like this receiver class is turd furks. No, man, no, they're not turd furks, as you say, or poop sandwiches or anything like that. So what do you want to do first? You want to give away some MFL tens, or you want to give away the three spots in Superflex League? People, be, I feel like we should give the Superflex League spots away first because people have been waiting so damn long. You think? I think so. I think we should make them wait a little bit longer. Then let's give away the <laughs> MFL 10s. Now, remember, yeah. if you donated to the Superflex, again, this is why it's awesome to donate the 25 bucks because you're not just wasting your money. Nope. You're in it for 25 months, every dollar you donate. So if you don't win this month, guess what? You have 24 other months that win. That's two years if, you're, if you know how to do arithmetic. That's two years in a month. Somebody donated. Ooh, yeah. I was trying to do the math on it because I put the dates on it, how long they're nerd for in the system, and somebody donated 150 bucks, and I was like, dude, that's like nine years. You're a nerd member. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Amazing. That's such a long time. <laughs> I'm only going to be alive in nine years. <laughs> I hope I am. So um, let's give away so some too, ML10s. But... So let's, uh, let's do, put these numbers in the number generator, and we'll give you the names. Uh... And the winner of the 12 spots in the MFL10s are... Wait, 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 wait. Before I announce the winner, so I just want to make this clear, too. If you're an MFL 10 giveaway winner, does not disqualify you from the Superflex League. No, no, that would not be fair to the Superflex people at all. But obviously, if you win MFL 10, odds of your number being called twice 
Eh, it's probably pretty slimmer because we do we're doing a random number generator here that we're picking out of. It's random, man. It, um, it could I think your 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 number could pop up either way. Yeah. So we just paused the show there and we just went through yeah. all the winners. Uh, and we have the Superflex and MFL ten winners, and here we go. So the MFL ten winners are. If you win one of these, make sure you hit me up on Twitter or email me rich at dynastynerds.com. I'm gonna need your my fantasy league email address to send over. Uh, to give you guys a credit for an MFL 10. So remember, you guys are all, will not all be in the league together, unless you guys want to be, but it's just an entry into MFL 10. So give me those emails as soon as possible because I do got to send all 12 in together. And the winners are Dan Aubrey, A-B-R-E-Y, Dan Aubrey, Michael Thomas, who was a super flex entry, Brandon Schopner, S-C-H-O-E-P-P-N-E-R, congratulations, Shane Hallengren, one one H A L L E N G R E N Michael Betts Matt Murray Sean Bosley B O S E L Y Jeff Tompkins Adam Fairbairn Fairbairn F A R B A R N Adam Fairbairn I'm sorry I can't pronounce your last name sorry Adam maybe in the future we could discuss this but in the meantime. You won an MFL 10. There you go. Uh, Richard Crane. Tom. Uh, Goshnun. Goshnun? I think it's Goshnun. G-O-S-H-N-U-N. And, yeah, so G-O-C-H-N-U-N, Tom. And Tim Bremersh. B-R-E-E-M-E-R-S-C-H. I know Tim. He donates regularly. He's one of our donated regular donators. Well, good. So it's congrats. good to give back to these it people. Is, yeah, it is good to give back, isn't mm-hmm. it? I know Timmy's tall. He lives overseas in Europe. Oh, uh, cool. I sent him a T-shirt like a year ago. Nice. So congratulations, you twelve won an MFL ten. So right. I, th- I think half of those guys were like Superflex donators too. So that does not eliminate them from the Superflex. All that eliminates you for is for the next twelve months. Or eleven months actually of winning a nerd herd prize. There you That's go. It. That's your nerd herd prize for the year. But you're in for two years, so don't even worry about it. Exactly. Next year you're already back in it. But you won something already. So cool. good. Look at that twenty five bucks, you already got half of it back. Sweet. Now man. for this real deal holy field. Super flex this winners. This is for the kitten caboodle. All right. You are the first three that will be in our super flex league. Again, get at me, email me, or hit me up on Twitter because I'll need your emails for my fantasy league too. Because I'm now probably going to launch the site and get up and running and start entering people into the league. Again, this is not the grand prize, the not the free entrance. This is yes. a pay your way in entrance. Correct. So th- if I announce your name for Superflex, you do owe a hundred dollars uh, for your entry fee. Sure. So if you don't want in all of a sudden and you change your mind, just let me know. We can always pick somebody else next week. But just remember, this yep. is a Superflex Dynasty League. You're going to be in a me- league with Matt and I. Forever. First winner, congratulations to Blair Terrell. There you go. T-E-R-R-E-L-L. Second winner, Kyle Robertson. Good for Kyle. He was a multiple donator. Look at that. Multiple donations paid off. Hey, man, paid off. I will say this, though, Kyle. It was your first donation was the number that won. Is it? It was. It wasn't a multiple <laughs> one. But thanks anyways. But yes, we do appreciate and it. And the third winner also donated multiple times. Mm. And it was his multiple entry that won him a spot. Yes, it is. And not only this, this dude won an MFL 10. Yes, he did. Adam 
Fairbairn. Adam Fairbairn in right, the house. You got to let us know how to pronounce that. Yeah, absolutely. We're, in league, we're now league mates now. Now that we're in the league together. Look at you, Adam, you lucky son yeah. of a gun. Out of all these names we just went through, this list that we put in the number generator, a lot of names. Yep. And this dude comes away with an MFL 10 and a super flex entry. Yes, sir. Congratulations. So, so the last one was the one that got him on, on the MFL? It was the last one that got him in. So nice. with that multiple I mean, nations. in the super flex, yeah. In the super flex. So, again, the new super flex league mates are Blair Terrell, Kyle Robertson, and Adam Fairbairn. If that's not how you pronounce it, we don't care because we're going to make fun of you for the rest of your life. Uh, Come on, Gare Bear. Unless you win the league and totally yeah. kick our ass. But then yep. we'll just... I'm there will be none of that. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, again, if you want to be a Nerd Herd member and a chance to win all awesome prizes, just go to DynastyNerds.com, click the donate page, help out the site. Remember, all that money goes right back into the site. These aren't donations that go into Matt and I's pocket. Heck, money just keeps something out of our pocket for it's, some reason. For some reason, it does. It's amazing. It is. Three and a half years in. Yeah. How much money have you made? Zero pesos. Look at us. Uh-huh. Kicking ass and taking aim. Yes, so, sir. again. We have writers to pay. We have stuff to pay for. And your donations go a very long way. So in the meantime, go to DynastyRich.com every single day. It's a good way to help out the site. You can follow me on Twitter at DynastyRich. I am at Dynasty Matt. If you want to support the site in an awesome way, make sure you get on uh, iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. And if you want to support financially by done, just giving us money away, buy a T-shirt. Buy a T-shirt, man. They're great. Guaranteed high five. And take, see that one guy? He's in Dominican Republic. Tweet at us. I saw it, man. He's like, I'm waiting for my high fives. By I, this time, he's had to have 162. For whatever reason, today, the internet at my work was not working all that well. I tried to retweet that like three times, and it kept denying me. Oh, I, th- I saw you retweet it. Oh, okay, good. Maybe I finally did go through, on, through. The, on the last time. Good. Yeah, like, that shirt's too awesome. We can't promote yeah. it here on Twitter. Yeah, I was like, man, I just want to retweet this. Let me retweet it. All right. Well, that's it for today. We'll mm-hmm. be back next week with ADP by low. Yep. Somebody tweeted me, like, when are you guys going to do another ADP by low? I was like, in the summer? And I always remember, no, we do one in the summer, and we do one before that. So yeah, you got to throw it in here. Why not throw it in next week? Sure, man. we got a long way to go. We've got four more months of the football season. People's drafts are right around the corner, man. But in the meantime, there's some good news. Baseball's back. Ooh. So i gotta go, I got to go uh, watch my tribe go kick some ass. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. Well, congratulations to MFL 10 winners. Thanks to MyFantasyLeague.com for giving those MFL 10s to give us away. Remember, that is your go-to site for Hoster Dynasty League. No other way to do it. Right and congrats on. to our new league mates. Yep. Blair Terrell, Kyle Robertson, and Adam Fairbairn. Yep. Till then, see you guys next week. All right. Peace out, Look homies. That iron grip handshake oh, like Burt Reynolds, Reynolds and shit. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.